Central Focus. Hello there to you, Troy Stockton aboard. Doing a nice water as we get on into today's edition of the Rural Focus podcast here on the Listener app. If it's happening in agriculture, aquaculture or horticultural circles, we do do our best to bring it to you. And coming your way on today's podcast, catching up with Boyd Ray from Active Farmers WA. There are plenty of active farmers, but what is the mission here with Active Farmers WA? We'll find out more from Boyd very soon. Are you checking your paddocks for skeleton weed? We will check in with Biosecurity Manager for Skeleton Weed. All with thanks to Deeperp, Paul Maneri. Yes, Paul's not too far away. Hopefully our farmers aren't getting that nasty weed. But anyway, we'll find out more very soon. But, well, let's speak sheep, shall we? How did the containing sheep sale go? The man in the know. It's time to say hello to Nutrient Livestock's Mark Warren. Yeah, morning, Troy. Morning, listeners. How did you go there yesterday, mate? Yeah, we had some reasonable numbers again yesterday, Troy, so not as many as the previous week, so had a total of 10,103, so it was up, um, sorry, it was down 13.83 from the week before. Uh, look, had some pretty good lambs yarded yesterday, um, and they sold pretty well, they are probably up 5 to $8 on the real heavy lambs, mm. so they sold from 163 to 173 Bit of trade. Crossy lambs are also up five to eight. They sold from 145 to 160. A uh, better shipping type lambs selling from 95 to 115. With your lighter stores, your better lighter stores selling from 80 to 100. Uh, the mutton job, yeah, much the same. Probably wasn't a lot of weight there yesterday. Most of them sold from 75 to 90 was the top end of the mutton. Majority of the sales basically from 55 to 70 depending on condition. Very light and plain, you sold from 40 to 50. Uh, merino weather lambs, better end of the weather lambs, killable types, they sold from 85 to 95. Your better stores selling from 60 to 70. Merino ewe lambs, once again, the better killing types, they sold from 80 to 90. Very light and plain stores sold from 40 to 50. Weathers, yeah, weathers still a bit a pretty light condition coming through, so mm-hmm. prices aren't brilliant, but yep. better end of the weathers sold from 70 to 80. Very plain, light types sold from 50 to 70. Uh, the ram job, plenty of rams there yesterday. Uh, most of them sold basically from 30 to 60, depending on age and quality. So it wasn't a bad yarding at all, and prices weren't too bad. Troy. Yeah, not too bad at all, mate. So, uh, yeah, not bad at all. I know you've got a, uh, a busy day ahead, mate. Uh, back to it again uh, next week there in Contelling? Yeah, mate, yep. back there next week. So uh, we'll start... Uh, We'll get a few numbers yeah, through yeah. there. And, and, yeah, look, just need that mutton job to pick yeah, up a bit. Yeah. The market's not too bad, really. No, absolutely. No, it's uh, worked out uh, A-OK. And looks like our producers are pretty happy with things at the moment, mate. They could be happier, as always, but uh, I'm sure that they're, they're happy with the way things are going at the moment. Yeah, look, anything that's um, anything that's killable and yeah. in really good condition is still worth pretty good money. It's just uh, it's just those lighter stall sheep that uh, are proving a bit hard to move. But, um, yeah, get another nice early break. It'd be yeah. beautiful. <laughs> it would be, mate. It would be. <laughs> uh, I know that you're busy, mate. I know you've got a few things on. Uh, thanks for the Catanian Sheep update. We'll do it again with you next week. Thanks, Troy. The following interview on the Rural Focus podcast is a paid interview. A reminder this may not be the right product for you and other goods and services may be available. Tom, we're now to uh, catch up with the one and only Paul Manera from uh, from Herb. Good morning, mate. Uh, good morning, Troy and listeners. How's things? Yeah, things are ticking along pretty well, thanks, Troy. Skeleton weed, mate, uh, is there much about? I mean, it's an interesting year mm. um, so far, Troy, you know, with the, um, the big harvest that certainly slowed our operations down a little bit. So that in conjunction with probably a couple of good seasons of 
wet weather um, has probably upped the numbers a little bit on previous records. So there's a little bit out there. We're getting on top of it, I hope. Mate, uh, you've done plenty of research. I know that there was a media release that came out to mid-January, I think, uh, with pollen counts. Uh, has the mapping also been completed? Well, no, we're still working with um, our UAV people. We've got them engaged to do about 10,000 hectares of surveillance this year. Okay. Um, as part of that, um, we're doing a little bit of revision on what we've done so far, yeah. um, trying to improve on the algorithm and the capacity for the drone to identify skeleton weed. So we're doing um, some image collection as well, like I said, to improve on the algorithm. Um, we should be having the drone in the air probably started this week and, you know, they'll be in touch with the landholders that we've selected and the landholders who have offered up for them to come and have a look. Um, and then they'll come out and do what they need to do, um, head back and provide us with um, a report on how the flights went. That's still in process. We've probably finished that, I would think, end of Feb, maybe yep. mid-March, something okay. like that. I believe uh, the paddock records, they're due sometime next week, mate. Is that right? Yes, mate. So part of the program is farmers who search themselves have yep. got two things they need to do. There's their paddock record returns. So they need to be completed and returned to a deep herd office and or a local action group office. And then later in March, they'll mm. have their search invoices, which need to be sent in as well. Um, I need to stress with growers who have done their own searching to ensure that they have the correct format on their invoices. Our finance systems in head office are a bit touchy about that. So if the things aren't right, um, there will be a delay in payment. So if they have any questions about invoices, we do have a template of an invoice so they can get in touch with, a, again, DPIRD or a LAG office and get a copy of that and get that in time and they'll get paid in a timely manner for their efforts. And I'm sure, too, the, uh, the farmers are still uh, doing their monthly monitoring, hopefully, mate? I'm hoping so, mate. Yeah, again, yeah. the... They need to remember that the plant has the capacity to germinate at any time over summer. Mm. And we have, in the eastern wheat belt, had a bit of rain. So a monthly inspection is always a good thing to do. Just a reminder if they do have stock in the paddock, um, if they can spell those the paddock for a couple of weeks even would yep. do it. Um, and then they can have a quick run around, just check to see, because stock will eat skeleton weed and they'll eat it down pretty low to the ground. Um, but skellyweed will grow at about 20 centimetres a week, so it will pop up pretty quickly. And I also believe with uh, the Wajimula Rama not too far away, mate, uh, the team at Deepurb, uh, at the Deepurb shed there, of course, uh, you'll have a skeleton weed display there. Um, as per every other year, Troy, <laughs> yep, we have our, um, our skeleton weed display. Not that yeah. there's a lot of skeleton weed in the Wajin and the southern areas, um, but it's a really good opportunity for those growers to familiarise themselves with parts of the program and information about the program. Yep. So if anything does turn up, you know, we can get onto it early. Yeah, absolutely. And you're not just at Wage, and of course you do all the field days around as well. So, uh, yeah, Correct. but if you're going to be at the Wage and Willarama and you're sort of a bit iffy on what skeleton weed is or whatever, go and check out the display there at the Deep Purple Shed at the, this year's Wage and Willarama. Of course, absolutely. Friday and Saturday, the 10th and 11th, of March, but don't forget to your paddock uh, records due by uh, by next week, next Wednesday, uh, the fifteenth yeah. of February. Can they get in contact with you, mate, if they're wanting to know more? Absolutely, yep. Troy. There's no problem with that. Either myself, or like I said, any deeper office or a local action group coordinator, they will certainly help um, farmers out. 
just one other thing, Troy, if I can, the, um, we've finalised our publications for the new management guide and control programs, um, and growers can get copies of that electronically if they like. Okay. So they need to go to, and this is all one word, skeletonweedprogram at dperd.wa.gov.au. Paul Manera, the Senior Biosecurity Officer, Skeleton Weed Operations Manager across WA. Mate, as always, nice to chat. All right, Troy, thanks very much for your time and, um, yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Rural Focus on Triple M. Well, on Tuesday, of course, we did catch up with Louise O'Neill from Farm Life Fitness and Louise was pumping up the tyres of active farmers, the man behind it pretty much. Boyd Raiders has joined me. Morning, mate. Morning, Troy. Yes, no, Louise did a good job of pumping your tyres up on Tuesday, mate, uh, and she said that you'd come on, so uh, nice that you did, but we have spoken before. So uh, for those who don't know out there, mate, uh, what's the mission there with active farmers? Yeah, look, I'm I'm feeling pretty pumped up too, and uh, big thanks to Louise as well. But um, absolutely huge start to the year. So, well, Active Farmers, we're a non-for-profit organisation that just focuses on mental and physical health in rural areas. So mm. we just support trainers in rural areas to make sure that they can keep doing what they do throughout the year because, you know, you've got harvest, you've got feeding, those yep. things pop up and it gets a bit difficult. And, yeah, we just want to make sure they're supported throughout that time. So we ensure that they get paid and we cover things like, you know, venue hire and a bit of equipment. And yep. then we support them with flyers and anything else they need as well, which, um, yeah, has been going really well this year. I feel like we've just cut through all the COVID fun stuff over the last couple of years and come out the other end. Everyone's looking to get busy and get active and February is our game season. We are on. <laughs> yeah, so we've been, I put the call out yep. and been focusing on the wheat belt area recently and the response from that area has been absolutely phenomenal. You know, from people in Muckinburn and Nungarrin, Ben Carbon, Brookton, Narrambeam, uh, Bruce Rock, Beacon, all around those areas have heard back from trainers. Uh, that's not to say that anyone out there is mm. listening and they're yeah. in a rural area looking for something like this, um, then yeah, to make sure they get in touch with active farmers and get something going because moving or grooving and honestly at the end of the day move it or lose it. And certainly of course uh, people may not realise but of course uh, the Active Farmers Games which you hold just uh, just outside of Albany every year mate and I'm sure 2023 you'll be back doing it later on again this year. Oh you betcha. We've got <laughs> even more obstacles, more good fun stuff. I'm going to mix it up a little bit again oh. and I'm um, very excited about it already. So yeah it's really coming together. Third year and um yeah, so well, little team effort. Yep. If you haven't heard of it before, it's a bit like Tough Mother or True Grit. It's mm. an obstacle course, but more farming inspired. And we try and make the obstacles better um, suited to teamwork, to promote teamwork in, in our usual day-to-day life. It's always better to, you know, make sure you ask for help. And so we try and promote that through the obstacles. And it's just a great fun day with a bit of music and kids yeah. welcome and all that kind of stuff. So keep an eye out. Um, late September and and we'll be hosting that one which will be fantastic down in Torbay in Albany. Are you looking for more instructors here mate? Oh look always. Yeah. I mean we are just across the across the country actually I mean the last I'd say three four months we've started up 20 new communities. Yep across the country and four or five of those have been in WA and um, yeah we just here to support the trainers anyone and we even have an option to you know get people qualified with their Cert 3 in group fitness 
we've got options and scholarships to pay for that to get people started. So we're thinking long term, yep. always are. Yeah, absolutely. Always yeah, yeah. And um, so it's something, and we, we're really looking for people that, well, this is not a full-time gig, they just yep. want to do one or two sessions yeah. a week for the community, get everyone together, and uh, that's the most important thing, get people together, do your own stuff, and, you know, off the back of that, we've even had people come along for a couple of months, and yep. they might disappear, and you go, oh, well, you know, where's Joe Bloggs? Oh, he's doing this, oh, that's okay. Or maybe, where's Joe? Oh, we haven't heard from him, catch up, and we find out he's having a tough time, and then everyone can help, so it's just yeah, a great mate. way yeah, to yeah. keep the community in check and um, look after each other and get a group together of like-minded people that really want to, yeah, do something good for their mental and physical health. Uh, you said it's going gangbusters so far across the wheat belt, mate. Uh, are you looking anywhere else in regional WA? Yeah, so, well, I mean, at this very moment, at the wheat belt area, I've got a grant that um, we targeted mm. Great Southern last year, and then this year, 2023, they've um, given me the Department of Local Government, Sport and Culture oh, cool. there to focus on the wheat belt. So I'll be able to roll out um, at least four towns. will get six weeks free training mm-hmm. um, covered by that and with yep. all the equipment and stuff as well. So that's been snapped up pretty quick, but that doesn't mean that, yeah, if there's any other extra communities that mm. we can just go into the yeah system that we operate, which is just fully non-for-profit, but just allows those yeah trainers to be fully supported. If people are wanting mm. to know more with you and the team there at Active Farmers, mate, how can they go about it? Well, if you just remember Active Farmers, jump on the website and um, just type in Active Farmers, it'll come up with the web page and everything. If you find WA or get in contact through any of the messaging there, there's an option, you know, find my community or yep. new location, new trainer or anything like that. Otherwise, yeah, if you can find my myself online, Boyd Ray on Instagram or Facebook or wherever and <laughs> uh, give me a bell, more than happy but um, to have a chat. That's my job and absolutely loving it. And yeah, really, really fantastic. And the feedback from our yeah towns that have been running yep. this year so far has just been awesome. Yeah, there you go. So maybe you've been thinking about doing this. You want to try and make a difference in your community. Get in contact with uh, with Boyd and uh, the team there at Active Farmers. Activefarmers.com.au is the website. Or uh, give Boyd a phone call today and say, hey, look, we want to start one up in, in our community. And I'm sure Boyd will certainly help you out. Mate, uh, nice to chat. We'll do it again soon. Thanks, Troy. See you, guys. Yeah, there he is, Boyd Ray from Active Farmers here in WA. So there you go. If you're looking to, to get fit or maybe you're a personal trainer out there thinking of, oh, how could I go about this? Well, why not get in contact today with the team there at Active Farmers doing great things right across regional WA and also doing great things too over on the East Coast as well. Nice to catch up with Boyd and Big thank you to uh, all of our guests today right here on the Rural Focus Podcast. Yes, if it's going to do with agriculture, horticulture, aquaculture, we'd love to hear from you. Drop us a line. Jump onto our social media pages. Just Google Rural Focus and leave us a message. I'm Troy Stockton. I look forward to bringing you another Rural Focus Podcast here on the Listener App again very soon.